Welcome to another episode of the Chef Educator, the show that provides and discusses various teaching tools, tips, and techniques for the culinary, hospitality, and pastry arts educator. And now, coming to you through the airways from Palm Beach County, Florida, here is your host, doctor, professor, and chef, Mr. Colin Roche. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Chef Educator Podcast, a proud member of the Food Media Network. My name is Dr. Colin Roach, and I am your host. Today's episode is titled Podcasts in the Classroom. Now, before we start on today's topic, I want to give a little background information on the podcast for our new listeners. The Chef Educator Podcast was created to be a resource for the new and veteran culinary, baking and pastry, and hospitality educators out there at both the secondary and post-secondary institutions. Each episode, we try and provide practical and effective teaching tools, tips, and techniques that we can all use in our classrooms or labs. And if this is of interest, please follow and subscribe to the podcast, which can be done for free on your favorite podcast app or through our website at www.chefeducator.com. Podcasting has been around for many years, but has gained new interest and popularity recently due to new topics and celebrity hosts, as well as easier access to mobile technology apps that let you easily download and listen to podcasts on the go. Podcasts are a versatile medium, which has also become more and more a part of education. Today's students may encounter podcasts alongside other materials in their reading and listening assignments. Uh, teachers are using podcasts in place of lectures and videos, and some are even asking students to create their own podcast episodes to demonstrate their learning. Well, in today's episode, I want to talk to you about how you can use podcasts in your classrooms and to provide you with some tips and resources to help you get started. But first, let's Start by defining what a podcast is. And we can do that by first explaining the distinction between podcast episodes and a podcast show or series, and what the difference is between audio files and podcasts. When we refer to a podcast, that means the entire show, which means the full series of episodes, whatever that may be, from one to hundreds, depending on how many individual episodes a show has released. So if we use a TV show as an example, let's pick the, the popular show Survivor. Well, Survivor would be the podcast. In one episode of that TV show, for instance, the grand finale when they announce the winner, that would be the podcast episode. So in other words, podcast refers to the entire show and a podcast episode means just one recording or one episode of the podcast. Now, according to dictionary.com, a podcast is, quote, a digital audio or video file or recording, usually part of a themed series that can be downloaded from a website to a media player or computer. Now, this definition sounds very similar to a basic radio show. However, podcasts are slightly different. And so now let's talk about how they are different. It is true that a podcast episode is simply an audio file that can be made by just making a recording of yourself speaking. And yes, you may do some editing, you may put in some music, you may add an introduction, all of that kind of stuff. But really, at its basic level, 
It's just an audio file that you produce. You can then export that audio file as an MP3 or a WAV file and upload it to the internet. However, the thing that makes that audio file into a podcast episode, as opposed to, you know, just an audio file, is offering subscriptions. You see, the whole subscription availability is really what separates audio files and podcast episodes. And there's a, a lot of complicated stuff behind that whole subscription process that I'm not going to really get into. But in a nutshell, you essentially create an RSS feed, which acts as a delivery mechanism for whatever subscription software people are using. So for example, if you're using Spotify or Apple Podcasts to subscribe to a podcast show, they, Spotify for example, will go and fetch that RSS feed that is linked to the specific podcast show you subscribe to. And then they deliver those podcast episodes automatically to you, the subscribed listener, through their platform and app. So it is that automatic delivery, that subscription process that separates a podcast episode from a single simple audio file. Now, subscriptions to podcasts have generally been free. However, there is some confusion because when we think of subscriptions, like to a newspaper subscription or a magazine subscription, they usually cost something. Therefore, in order to clarify it more, Apple Podcast has recently changed the term from subscribing to a podcast to following a podcast. And the rest of the big podcast companies, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., are expected to follow. They are also doing this, though, to set themselves up for paid subscriptions, which lately have become popular with these companies, as well as podcast hosts, as a way of making revenue. So they are now in the process of trying to create a clear distinction from the free following a podcast to the premium or paid subscribing to a podcast. But with all that aside, that is really all there is that separates a podcast from a regular audio recording. And these days, video recordings can be used for podcasts as well. So you can deliver a video podcast to your subscribers or followers as well. And whether it's audio or visual, that's what makes a broadcast by sending it out to people, to your listeners, to your subscribers, to your followers. Now, as you may know, podcasts may be released on a regular schedule, like daily, weekly, monthly, or as part of a limited series, such as 12 episodes, for example. Podcasts can also have seasons where they release episodes for a certain period of time, say three months, and then they take a break, say a month off, before returning and starting back up with the next season. Podcasts may also be designed as an interview with an interviewer and a guest or guests, like I do with my podcast, Culinary School Stories, or they may include only one person talking during the episode, as I do here on the Chef Educator podcast. In addition, podcasts can be listened to directly through the presenters or the hosts or the sponsors' website or by using other platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, which, as mentioned, are basically just RSS feed fetchers. And you have the option 
to follow or subscribe to a podcast, which means when a new episode is released, it will automatically be downloaded into your feed instead of you having to constantly go look for them. Like, did one come out, an episode come out, and go in a search for it? As soon as one is released by the podcast host, it will automatically show up. You also have the ability to download podcasts to your favorite digital device, such as your phone, so that you can listen to them at another time without internet access. And this allows you to listen when, you know, you maybe you're on a plane or somewhere else where you don't have that connectivity. And it is this RSS feed and the downloading that separates podcasts from a radio show. So now let's talk about the benefits of podcasts as teaching tools. So why would you want to consider maybe using a podcast in your courses or lessons? Well, here are a few ideas to consider. One, most podcasts are free. Yay. We love that, right? We don't have to spend excess money. Two, they're easy to access, right? They're easy to get to. You and your students can listen directly from a computer, a laptop, a phone, a tablet. Also, you and your students can download episodes to listen to when you're on the go. As mentioned, no internet access required. You can listen during your commute, when you're traveling, while you're doing the dishes, while you're walking across campus. And you and your students can listen to any episode, anytime, anywhere on your own schedule, which is unlike a live broadcast or a radio show where you got to tune in at a certain schedule. It also allows you to integrate a variety of perspectives into the course and bring real-time conversations to your classroom. Podcasts published daily or weekly make it easy to bring the most current perspectives into a class discussion. You don't have that delay like you would with an article or a book. Also, many podcasts include transcripts, which you and your students can use you know, for clarification, fact-checking, additional conversations. You can use it as a reference. And podcasts can be used face-to-face. -face. They can also be used blended in hybrid classes, online courses, flipped courses, flipped classes. Any of those type classes, podcasts work. You can also use podcasts in your courses to break up your lectures, increase student engagement, and improve learning. As mentioned, podcasts can work in any course, in any format, and in any discipline. So adding podcast episodes to your lectures can increase student motivation, can promote critical thinking, and it can connect students with real-world issues within and beyond the classroom. And I'm going to talk about those. So if you have not yet used podcasts in your courses, you might want to consider them. They can be an excellent tool to add to your lessons, to enhance a message, to present more in-depth perspectives, and to offer different medium for students to engage with that course content. And also, podcasts are popular. Yep. According to Edison Research, as of April 2021, this year, there are more than 2 million podcasts out there and over 48 million episodes, which represent a variety of topics, current events, education, writing, research, science, leadership, politics, management, business, hobbies, skill development. The list just goes on and on and on. I'm almost positive there's at least one episode in one podcast somewhere that you can integrate into your course. And if there isn't, well, maybe you and your students could create one. Okay, at this halfway point in the show, 
I want to take a quick pause and tell you about an amazing opportunity from one of the industry leaders in culinary and hospitality online education. Whether you are an individual looking to get more training in the front or back of the house that is documented through assessment and certification, or are a small or large hospitality business owner looking to find an effective and legitimate educational training institution that will provide your employees quick, easy, and affordable operational training, well then, the Pineapple Academy is for you. The Pineapple Academy is the premier provider of online education in the areas of food service training that is designed for both front and back of the house frontline workers in the restaurant and hospitality industries. Their current curriculum includes a variety of topics to fulfill your personal training needs, such as knife skills, food safety, customer service, cleaning and sanitation, and so much more. And during this time where staffing is a concern for everyone, their training programs provide an easy and affordable way for hospitality businesses and individuals to manage and implement a high-class training program. And as someone who has taken several of their training courses, I can honestly say that they are always focusing on the needs of their customers and the industry while constantly adding to their training library. Their Pineapple Path to Learning delivers impactful training solutions for individuals or businesses of any size. Their commitment to educational excellence is centered around delivering skills training in five minutes or less. This unique approach is based upon research that suggests the highest level of learner retention and engagement. In each video, the specific skills provided are presented by subject matter experts who bring real-world experiences to the training. They offer food service training solutions for individuals and businesses of any size in either an individual or group training format, depending on your specific needs. Their training is designed to be fast, effective, and an easy way to get real-world, practical knowledge for yourself or your team. And it is the perfect tool to onboard new team members and standardize your training. And the best news is you can get started for as little as $9.99 a month with their personal plan or $14.99 a month for their business plan. And they also have custom options available for businesses as well. And you can try it for free before you buy because today I am including a custom link just for you in the show notes and description section of this episode, which will give you a 14-day free trial. So what do you have to lose? Go and check out the Pineapple Academy today. I have really enjoyed their courses and I know you will too. Okay, so now back to the show. Okay, here are a few specific ways you can use podcasts in your courses or lessons to engage students and improve learning. One, you could start your class by playing a podcast episode or a clip from an episode to start a class discussion or kick off an activity. For example, my podcast, Kitchen Lingo, was designed for the culinary educator that is looking for a quick, fun, and educational in-class activity that they can do with their students. You could use it as a bell ringer activity or an exit ticket or a think-pair-share tool. In the podcast, a specific culinary term or word is presented by me in each episode, and the listener or listeners have five seconds after the word has been revealed before the answer is provided. 
Of course, though, if more time is needed, hitting the pause button is encouraged. You know, give them time to talk about it or think about it or get their answers out. The podcast is available in both traditional audio format, like a podcast, as well as in a video that I've put on a YouTube channel playlist. And that includes photos of the word when it's revealed, the definition, to help with student understanding. Number two, you could use an episode as a supplement or an additional resource for a reading assignment instead of using an article. There are many high-quality podcasts available that might fit you know, into your class, into your syllabus, as either objects of study or supplementary content that students can go check out. You can also compare and contrast two podcast episodes. It's also an option where the same topic is discussed by different guests. Now, of course, when you select content for your courses, just like any content, you want to consider how does incorporating that content, the podcast episode, and how does it align with your learning objectives? How does using a particular podcast episode allow you to do something that another type of content cannot? And how are you balancing the time it takes for students to consume podcast assignments with their other coursework? Do the podcast you've chosen meet accessibility standards, such as providing audio transcripts? So just like you would, you know, do your due diligence on any, you know, type of content or asset that you're going to use in your class, you want to do the same with the podcast or the episode. Number three, you could assign a controversial episode. You know, ask students to listen to it before class and Come to prepared with specific references or justifications to refute or support the points being made by the presenter in the podcast. For example, you could use a podcast episode on foie gras. You know, is it ethical? Is it right? Is it moral? Or even equal pay? You know, pick those type of things as potential topics to get those controversial discussions going. And also, when you're building on these assignments, you could introduce active listening. You could add to the assignment. By asking the students to listen to the episode and then post, say, two or three comments that they found most interesting or provocative or most important on your class's discussion board. You can even ask students to add a timestamp to their comments so that you and other students can quickly find and re-listen to the part of the episode that they're referring to. One teacher I know set up a hashtag on Twitter just for their course and the specific podcast episode that the students were listening to. And then she encouraged the students, as they listened to the episode, to post tweets in real time. She then integrated their Twitter posts into the next lecture and used it as a class discussion. A similar take on this could be to ask students to tweet or post their favorite quote from the entire episode. And I usually only give them one. You know, I tell them, choose only one, because then this do a lot. And that gets them to focus in and hone in on what is the most important. And then in class, I asked them to explain why the quote resonated with them so much and what it means in relation to the course material that we're studying or covering. Number four, this is a good one. Invite the host or a guest that was on the podcast to do a Zoom or a Skype interview with your students. For example, all of the guests on my Culinary School Stories podcast, and I think that's been 52 so far, all of them that I know have offered to be mentors or act as resources to any listener out there, especially those in school or just starting out in their careers. They're putting themselves out there to be a resource. You can take advantage of that by inviting them to your class, either in person, if possible, if they're local, or as a virtual guest speaker. 
to talk about maybe something mentioned in their episode with your students or elaborate it more or even something totally different. You could ask students to prepare questions in advance or highlight talking points they'd like to follow up on with the host or the interviewee that they heard during the episode. You could even ask students to work in pairs or groups to prepare a list of questions beforehand. Now, if the guest isn't available for whatever reason, you could also maybe email questions to them or even post them to social media to encourage others to submit their responses. Number five, make your own course lecture podcast by recording short lectures as podcasts, like pre-recorded videos, which can introduce students to new material asynchronously, saving synchronous time for discussions. Podcasting is a relatively low-tech solution, making it a good way to convert traditional or hybrid lecture courses to an online format because most students have the means of downloading a podcast and listening to it. This would be like a flipped classroom, giving you more time in class for other student engagement activities. You know, save the lecture for outside where they could listen to it as a podcast. When thinking about whether or not to use the podcast format for a lecture, consider do you have particular pedagogical reasons to choose either a video or an audio format? And if these stand in place, these podcasts, of your course lectures, well, what are you going to do during class time? You know, there's the key. There's the benefit. It frees up so much time, but you have to plan that out. What activity are you going to do now that you have this extra time? Number six, another way to use podcasts in your classes is with student podcast projects or assignments. In recent years, podcasts have become a prime vehicle for the creation, distribution, and consumption of knowledge and entertainment and something you could assign to your students. Competency in both the design and analysis of podcasts as a modern media tool constitutes an important element of digital literacy, and it's useful to undergraduates as a skill transferable among a variety of disciplines and essential to active engagement in the contemporary media environment. So given how widespread podcasts are today, asking your students to produce their own could be a good, authentic assessment of their engagement with your course content. When thinking about whether or not a podcast is right for your course, think about, well, how does this assignment align with your course learning objectives, just like any other assignment? What tools do students need to successfully complete this assignment? How accessible are these tools? Do you know these tools well enough to teach students or help them troubleshoot issues if needed? There's great tools out there that are free. How will you scaffold the knowledge students need to successfully produce their podcast, you know, into your course? And will the student's work be shared publicly, you know, or is it going to be kept just within your class? And is it a group project? And if so, how are you going to handle group dynamics just like any other project? And you have to probably talk about copyright too. What discussions are you going to have with the students? Because they're probably going to want to put music in there and you have to talk about copyright. So there is some planning. But it's a great, great activity or project for the students. They really like it. So, as mentioned, podcasts are a great way to let students explore writing and creating multimedia in your class. And podcasts work well in classes where students are progressing through original research or they're exploring a topic through a semester. And using podcast assignments or projects over weeks, you know, maybe a few weeks, you know, take a chunk out of your class, 
so they can distill and analyze what they are learning is a great way to help them solidify their knowledge. For example, you can have them do original research, conduct interviews if needed, and then prepare a script, then they record it, then they edit, you know, maybe into a short 10-minute program that they can then present back to their classmates. I do that. I make them come up with a podcast. Instead of doing a presentation on PowerPoint or writing a report, have them do it as a podcast, and they present it that way. You're still fulfilling your objectives, right? But it's a new, different types of medium. Number seven, student podcast assignments can also be used as a form of assessment. And this is what I do. As a university professor, I'm always experimenting with new ways to assess students in my classes, especially with the larger classes. It's nice to be able to assess students on the basis of how they are integrating and synthesizing course content. And traditionally, as we all do, this is done with a longer format essay type assignment. These long format assignments are great, but they take a tremendous amount of time and energy to grade. You know, you got to read those 20 page reports. And often as teachers, we can't give enough time, you know, that we want to, to each of those written assignments. But a good podcast entices the listener. It's creative. It's informative. And overall, it makes learning fun. And this was the key that they make learning fun, which got me to utilize podcasts as a new and interesting way to grade students and test how they might be integrating content from different lectures in the class. And the podcasts that were created by my students were a true delight to grade. And it was a refreshing change from grading essays and tests. It also allowed students to show off their creative talents that they otherwise do not often get to explore in their academic classes. Teaching in the form of a podcast is an excellent way for students to learn, and I believe the podcasts were effective at assessing how students you know, were engaged with the course content. Podcasts are also an effective form of group work because, as we all know, sometimes groups cannot find time to work together. But with a podcast, individual students are able to record their sections separately, and then they merge them together after the fact. It's also important to note that my students had no complaints about doing this assignment. They thought it was kind of fun. And there was no technical issues with the podcast assignments. They all picked up on it. You know, you could use Wix. You could use Anchor. There's a lot of different ones out there. They used them. They picked them up really quick. You know, and I had some directions, of course, and you got to set it up for them. But they were all able to you know, access the software and the hardware for the assignment and upload their assignments to learning management system. It was very easy for them. No problems whatsoever. And I also found that the podcasts are an ideal way to, as a student assessment tool, especially when class sizes make the written assignments unmanageable. You know, they're also fun for the students to put together. That's the big part. And they were enjoyable for me to grade. I just put my headphones on and I just listened. Of course, I had a rubric, but I could listen to their podcast. And I was so, you know, surprised at some of the content and the ways they presented it. It was so unique, something I didn't think of. And again, because they force an explanation of content, they can truly test content in all the right ways. I encourage you to try it with one of your assignments or projects sometime. I think you'll like the outcome, and I think you'll like what you hear. Now, there are many more ways to integrate podcasts into your course. These are just a few that I just mentioned, but I might suggest, you know, if you're just getting into this, you start by listening to different podcasts in your course subject matter, and think about how you could add them to your lesson or your course. And if you want to get more information on adding podcasts to your courses, I have a free resource for you. 
It's a free guidebook published by Amplify for anyone interested in academic podcasting, which they define as the, quote, the communication of scholarly knowledge through the digital medium of podcasting. Their guidebook is full of best practices, templates, and resources, and will benefit podcast newcomers as well as seasoned podcasters. I've read it. I picked up some tips from it. Here's the link, which I'll also put in the show notes, in case you're driving or something and can't write this down, but it's HTTPS forward slash forward slash Amplify Podcast Network, A-M-P-L-I-F-Y Podcast Network, all one word, dot C-A slash guidebook. And again, I'll put that link in the show notes. Just click on it. It's free. It's a beautiful book. It's, it's very hefty too. So in summary, the benefits of using podcasts in your courses are many. First, podcasts are free and it's great to be able to add something to your course and not have a cost associated with it, right? It's not like one of those hefty, expensive textbooks. They also have easy access. So you and your students can listen to them directly from a computer, a laptop, phone, tablet. They are also mobile, right? So that you can listen to them when you're on the go or doing other activities such as exercising, doing the dishes, folding laundry, taking a walk, social distancing. <laughs> and the other cool thing about podcasts is it allows you to integrate a variety of perspectives into your course, which many times could be the most current perspectives about a particular topic since there is a very short window to publishing and producing podcasts, which often makes them very timely. You know, there's no delay like some other mediums. In other words, the affordiveness of podcasts, their orientation towards education and entertainment, you know, they're, you know, short, they're quick, their ability to be consumed during commutes and other otherwise unproductive times, and their conversational informality have proven for use in the classroom. Podcasting also provides an opportunity for appropriate and authentic assessment of learning in your courses, as I just talked about. So give them a try. Let me know how it worked out. I would love to hear how it worked out for you. You can always reach me through my email, drprofessorchef at gmail.com, or even leave me a voicemail at area code 207-835-1275. Again, I'd love to hear. Tell me, how did it work out? Okay, that's all the time we have for this episode of The Chef Educator. Till we meet again, keep learning, keep teaching, and keep cooking. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.